them are more than pals Our show can be a little gay But if you're not, that's okay You can listen and have fun either way Xena, Star Wars, Doctor Who Guests and music and reviews Game of Thrones, Winona too she Promised there's something for you She nerds out We're girls that like girls That like dirty things Hello and welcome to the She Nerds Out podcast. My name's Kat. I'm I'm Wendy. <laughs> and I'm Tara. Why why are there questions? Why are you asking questions? Are you not sure who you are? I'm unsure. Okay. I, I never know for sure. I, hope one way I find out by the end. All right. Well, it's been a weird day. I told you. I don't know what's happening. Okay. Well, let us let we us had, know. We had some drinks, some wine <laughs> last night. Yeah, I want to tell you about our at our where we went pride. And who we went with. That you were too cool to go with us, too. So that's That's right. Too cool for school. We had Noe with us, who was awesome. And then we had another pretty cool person that was also at this event. I mean, Noe's pretty cool. Talk about later. Still enjoying. (laughs) It's pretty cool. Pretty fucking cool. Still enjoying those snacks. We'll talk about this later. How (laughs) awesome she is. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. On today's episode, (laughs) we'll be talking about some nerd (laughs) news. We're going to kind of wrap up our Pride Film Festival with Pride, the documentary series. Uh, We're going to jump into the old mail sack. But first, Wendy, Hmm. what what day is today? Well, it's June 29th. Not a lot of exciting things today. I mean, National Camera Day. I, I have a camera. Uh, uh, (laughs) I I bought a new lens. What things we all do if we have a phone now? Yeah, but I mean, I bought a lens for my fancy camera. Oh, you got a real one. Nice. Okay. Uh, Tomorrow's (laughs) as if it's never not social media day, but I guess tomorrow is social media day. It's actually a good day to not go on social media. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan to me. That sounds better. Yeah. Hey, July 3rd, National Eat Your Beans Day. Eat your beans. (laughs) Eat your beans. Uh, I'll tell you what to do with my beans. <laughs> yeah, I'll do what I want <laughs> with my beans. And then there's yeah. that July 4th day, America. America. Canada. Independence Day, so it says, as well as day. Barbecued Spare Ribs Day Outside. and Caesar Salad Day oh. on July 4th. Canada Outside Day of- is July 1st. <gasps> oh, Canada Day. But what's the Robin Sparkle song? Let's like bring it on back to Canada Day. She's <laughs> like, let's, it, and let's go do the mall. No idea. Oh my god. Oh, oh uh, maybe Leah knows. Oh, she has. She has to. Has to. She doesn't <laughs> know. Let's go to the mall and Robin Sparkles. How I Met Your Mother. How is she Canadian? If How she is she? Canadian? Oh, I, I promise you, she doesn't know anything about that show. Oh my god. <sighs> she needs to see it. Robin uh, on the show is so Canadian and so proud of her Canadian heritage. Hmm. And there's a most epic. Well, there's a few epic songs that she sings. Okay. Um, None more anyway, than Let's Go we'll to the Mall. Outside my house, my roommate, my roommate and I have put out. Well, first we have our two gay gnomes that say "Love wins" with the rainbow. Celebrate love, Pride Month. And love then that. Put out the red, white, and blue gnome right next to it. We really like gnomes. Very patriotic. Uh, yeah. So that's great. We're just merging everything together. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. That's what this country's all and about. The neighbors <laughs> can deal with it and celebrate. I mean, are there issues? Should the na- should we come over Not there? That and- I know of. Okay. Good. <laughs> all right. Good. Um, hey guys, I'm wearing a cat shirt. Oh anyway, uh, <laughs> why don't we jump into the mail sack? Whee! Let's go anywhere but here at the rubbing end of the cat shirt. <laughs> this is a great <laughs> shirt. Come on. Yes, it's cat. 
California Republic. <laughs> yes, it's great. Instead of the bear, it's the cat. It's a cat. It's, it's a, instead of the bear on the California flag. It's very cute. So cute. Have so this, had this for I'll years. I'll go on your recently searched list on Amazon, <laughs> your recently purchased in the last seven days, and I will go ahead and grab that same shirt. You won't you won't find it there. <laughs> I have to go search somewhere else. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you say. I'm going to go uh, first. Okay. You, you should. <laughs> I've got one in the old sack here from AK. And... AK says, woohoo, and woo is W-U. <laughs> get it. Call back. We'll talk I about get it. it. Yeah, got it. Cool. <laughs> Good evening, dear Snoplings. Still can't wrap my head around the fact that Carrie Fisher didn't have a star already. What, what, what? But delighted for me, nah, that's so cool. Black Widow looks like it'll be epic, finally, and at long, 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 long last. Alice Wu is definitely two for two. I really like the first, second film of hers <laughs> that you had us watch last year, and I really like the second one, too. First one, love that you had us watch them back to front. <laughs> Makes this so much more confusing than it needs to be, just the way I like it. Good, fun story, good storytelling, outrageously attractive women. What's not to like? Great film. I wouldn't have seen either of them if not for the Snot Pride Film Festival, so thanks to you. I heartily second the hope that she's working on some new movies or part two of the half of it or whatever <laughs> that is half of it part two right These, what is it it's it, called it's the other objective the, the other, other half, half of it, it. yeah oh, yeah okay <laughs> so, it's just begging for a sequel come on alice <laughs> this is the most assuredly a voice we need to hear more from absolutely mm, i agree agreed. Thelma and louise group watch and deep dive yes please Heart emoji, heart face emoji, heart face emoji. Somewhere along the line in my very scrambled brain, I've got it mixed up with boys on the side and the long kiss goodnight. Oh, oh my God. That sounds disturbing. So I may need to watch it again to disentangle them all. Those like are three an very different to watch movies. that classic. Yeah. The only thing they even have any of them in common is Tina Davis and long kiss goodnight. None of them are boys on the side, right? Wasn't no, not Barrymore? at all. It's Whoopi Goldberg, Drew Barrymore, well, yeah. and one okay. of the women with three names. I always forget. Is it Mary Louise Parker oh, or yes? I think it's Mary Louise Parker. Something, something. Uh, and yeah, then AK, AK says motivation to do better with healthy living. A weekly booster could just be the thing. I'm on board. Though not sure how to work sans Twitter. I look forward to finding out. <laughs> Cheers, M Deers, AK. M Deers. I think it's Madeers. <laughs> I think it is too. I'm overthinking it. Deers. M Deers. Madeer. Cheers, Madeers. There's like an antelope. Like, cheers, cheers Madeers. Tara, you just got AK'd. <laughs> that should be a drinking game. Cheers, M. Deers. P.S. <laughs> I've been making friends with trees again. Hard not to love them in their fresh greens. Aww. And oh, I love trees. There are three beautiful. pictures attached <laughs> of the most beautiful, luscious green English Cotswold trees that you've ever seen. I mean, that first one looks like it's out of like some sort of mythical, magical mm-hmm. yeah. tome, you know? Like, what the hell? Tome. Tome. To me, it looks like what Narnia would look like yeah. in the summer. That's what I'm um, and like, uh, what's that? Like a land before time kind of thing. You mean um, dinosaur movie? Yeah, like for, oh, Fern Gully. Fern oh, Gully. Fern That's Gully. the one I'm going for. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if she can get uh, boys on the side and long kiss good night mixed up with Thelma and Louise, I can get Fern Gully mixed That's up. Fair. Right. That's fair. That's yeah, fair. So Gully. once again, rubbing it in our faces. 
just funny uh, to appreciated say. because uh. here in Southern California, it is a dry, dry, uh, yes. dead desert. Well, I mean, there are, we do have trees. It's crisp. All the trees are only alive because of sprinklers. Uh, I mean, that's true. You know how hot I live in Santa Clarita. Kat and Wendy live in uh, the valley, North mm. Hollywood Valley area, right? And it's like 12 mm. degrees hotter up here. And I'm mm-hmm. only 15 minutes away from y'all. Yeah. I mean that was your that was your decision. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> wow. Oh, sympathy. We're literally-, I'm literally, I have the air conditioning on and I'm sweating. I can see it in this Zoom call. I can see my face. No, you're glowing. I'm gonna flick it at you if I it could. It looks I'd- good. It looks good. Mm-hmm. Look this is a very edgy podcast so far. It's very spicy. <laughs> oh. Uh, by the way, the I heat. It's making me crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not doing me favors either. Uh, I I googled Alice Wu to see if there are any reports of what she's doing. I found yeah, uh, like a political column, and I was like, I don't think this is the same Alice Wu. I hope not. But she had something to do with film, so I don't know. Maybe it is. But uh, every other thing I found just talked about the half of it. It was articles from when she did that. So got it. Well, hopefully she's you know. just, but she didn't did- just do that. So maybe she won't yeah. wait another. And then 14 COVID, years so. or whatever. To, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's Maybe something some... cooking. I hope so. She's really good. She's great. Uh, more mail. What? So this is yes, from please. Ellie. Says, hi, yes. Not. My name is Ellie <laughs> and I'm a listener in Toronto. Toronto. Uh, Toronto. Uh, I felt compelled to send a message after listening to your discussion on Thelma Louise. Yes, please do a deep dive app on this movie. I even have a soundtrack to inspire you. Mm. Here's a story about that. Ooh. In 2016, I moved into an apartment with a friend of a friend who I barely knew. One of the major ways we ended up bonding was over Thelma and Louise. We were out with some friends at a queer dance party and the movie was being projected on the back wall of the bar. I kept getting distracted from dancing and gazing at the film until finally, (laughs) I would have totally done the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Until finally my roommate Claire was like, what is the deal? She hadn't seen it before, so I promptly insisted we watch it together. Claire is a musician and she was so inspired by Thelma's journey in the movie that she wanted to do some sort of musical project. She initially thought of doing a cover show of songs she thought linked thematically to the movie. But after coming to me and having a long conversation about how she couldn't find a song that expressed the nuances of Thelma's love for Louise by the end of the movie, I finally said, maybe you should write it. A short time later, I heard lyrics wafting out of her bedroom door. Now I know there's no right way for a woman to live in a wrong, wrong world. And I don't want to live without my woman, Louise. Those are the lyrics. Well, (laughs) Uh, Claire and I continue to have epic conversations about the film. And she manifested all her feelings into a wonderful EP called Thelma, a country opera, which she just released a couple of months ago. I highly recommend. And she sent a link. So we'll have to listen to that. Uh, One final important note in Canada, iced tea almost always comes sweetened. And I remember being (laughs) scandalized as a child being visiting American relatives and being handed an alleged iced tea (laughs) that tasted nothing like the sweet goodness I was used to. Thanks for your podcast. Wow. So Canada does the sweet tea. Yeah, I guess. Claire Whitehead on Bandcamp is where you can find the link to. I I listen listen to it. Did you? It's really good. Oh, cool. Yeah, there's like eight or, nine, eight or nine tracks, and uh, it's really, really fun. You can, okay. listen, awesome. I think you can listen to the whole thing. <gasps> Let's, should we plan Thelma and Louise? I think we need to. I think it's, I think sure. it's got to happen. Have you seen it, Tara? I can't remember. Yes, a long time ago. <laughs> I don't know. But I have seen it. Look on Tara's know. face. Like, yes. 
<laughs> I had to introduce you to Jaws and stuff and Close Encounters. So I don't know what you've seen. And those are classics. Are those okay. Classics? Well, that was the 70s. <laughs> yeah. Well, but and you're... this was the early 90s. So yes, when you were what, like eight? About eight. <laughs> okay, <then>. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, old we'll be- enough to see a movie about two females that are very friendly and go on a murder spree and then drive <laughs> off a cliff. Well, no, they don't go on a murder so. spree. <laughs> You're confusing that with some other movie. A long kiss Boys on the side. Maybe. <laughs> long yeah. kiss goodnight is probably more the murder spree, which I did like that movie. Never saw Boys on the side, though. Uh, you've never seen Boys on the Side? I don't think Whoopi so. Whoopi Goldberg plays a lesbian. Mm. Oh. I confuse that movie with riding a boys with car and riding with boys <laughs> in cars. Is Drew Barrymore in riding I with boys like, in cars? Yes, so that's why. Is. Yeah. yeah. It's all very confusing. Get some mm. original ideas, people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> hey guys. Guess what time? time? It is nerd news. Nerd news. Nerd news. I repeat, we have breaking nerd news. <laughs> nerd news. Hey, I have I have the first story. Okay. Okay. So we've talked about this new show from Sci-Fi. It's called Surreal Estate. It's starring everyone's favorite Tim Rosan. And Sarah Levy, who is, of course, the uh, sister of Dan Levy, who created and uh, starred in Schitt's Creek, who I think we all, I know that Tara, you and I both mm-hmm. love the crap out of it. And when I've you started you, it. You started it. Okay, great. I love the shit out of it. Love yeah. the shit out of it. Uh, so that's fun. They played the two leads. It premieres July 16th, and Tim and Sarah play these uh, real estate agents, and they they try to sell homes that are haunted, and they go in, and they you know they, they solve the haunting mystery or whatever. The trailer looks really good. This is actually mm. a show that I think I'm going to watch. and Begrudgingly on sci-fi. Everything that has to do with sci-fi is very begrudgingly mm-hmm. these, these days, forever, pretty much. Yep. But fun, fun addition to that list of cool people that we just that i just named uh have you heard of melanie scrafano guys anyone ever what? heard of her mm, she's on i think so scrafano uh, <laughs> uh leader kinney i don't know if you heard of that show um no. of course she's winona earp from Yay! the show that sci-fi oh, I remember that canceled <laughs> that's pretty good not only is she going to be directing two episodes Oh, cool. She's directing episode five and six. I couldn't what? find names for those episodes yet, but she's also guest starring. Uh, so oh, an epi- yay. She's that an epi- doesn't give you enough reason to watch. Exactly. Episode three, It's called, the name is For Sale by Owner. And here's the little blurb. A lovely lake cabin may be haunted or the owner may be faking. A horror novelist seeks inspiration. So there's actually... Um, there's actually uh, exclusive stills of Melanie on set. And uh, I probably should have sent this to you guys. Uh, she looks very different. She looks uh, like kind of, I don't want to say mousy. Yeah, I've seen her. Yeah. She's had a def- definitely different look to yes. her. Yes. And I'm sure it sounds like she really kind of has fun with this character. Um, so that's really exciting. And it's always fun to see uh, Melanie do anything, really. Uh, but yeah, so July 16th, I'm definitely going to watch it. And hopefully yeah. um, hopefully it's good. 
And uh, yeah, there you go. You can see Mel and Tim together again. Hey, you know, sometimes you just got to take the the things where you can get them. Yeah. And sure. Melanie and Tim, I'm there for it. Good duo. Hmm. Great. Me next. I have an announcement. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have an engagement announcement. Oh, oh congratulations. Nope, not me. Okay. Oh, sorry. So sorry. Not me. <laughs> Awkward. Thanks for rubbing it in, though. Okay. I have no one, so I really appreciate <laughs> oh, it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you had Jake. I have Jake. Jake is cute. My pupper. He's very cute. He's a good boy. Oh, well, the engagement, newly engaged, belongs to Sarah Lance oh. and Ava Sharp of Legends of Tomorrow. Congratulations, ladies. Congratulations. It's exciting, so, right? So on this last week, this last episode of Legends of Tomorrow, there was a big proposal scene. It was pretty cute. Um, and this has been quite a few years in the making. So this is one of those shows that we've talked about before. I have seen quite a bit of this show. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried to keep up. There are a lot of shows in the Arrowverse. So mm-hmm. uh, I did pretty good with Flash and Arrow and pretty good with Supergirl up until this season. And the last couple of seasons, I've it's been a struggle to keep up with everything um, that's been on. So I'm, right. I'm behind on Legends of Tomorrow, especially. So uh, this came as a shock to me as well. So they uh, had a very cute proposal. Spoiler alert. I don't want to. <laughs> I mean, it's on Twitter. You can find it wherever you want. Um, but uh, yes. Yeah, so Sarah got down on one knee and proposed. And mm-hmm. Ava very quickly accepted well she said yes before she was actually asked oh great but then she said yes again later um and then there were accidental explosions in the background because someone forgot (laughs) that was funny bomb um so it was a really great nice setting really and it's one of those relationships it's like it's on this sci-fi show and rightfully we should talk about it more we should be watching this and it feels like we're not doing our queer sci-fi nerd duty yeah of keeping up with this one most queerest sci-fi nerdy uh, one that's happening still on the air and legends of tomorrow. I mean, they get like 20 something episodes a season. So they get almost twice as much as even Winona Earp did every single season. And um, Ava Sharp has, Sarah Lance has been on it from the beginning. Ava Sharp uh, came on a couple, maybe like three seasons after Hmm. and it's been on for quite a while now. Um, so we're going to get a wedding at some point. So very exciting. So I think I, I got to catch up. Um, I feel it, it does look like a fun show. It's it is a fun show, From and it is a, it is overwhelming when you think, oh my god, there's what eighteen to twenty two episodes each season of this, right. and we're so used to these shorter seasons now. Especially if you're watching a show on Sci-Fi mm-hmm. or a show on Netflix, when you have like eight to twelve episodes and you're able to binge them all, this is like a very deep commitment it is um but uh, you know at least we're you know we have there's going to be another season so now we have this time in the summer to kind of catch up yeah um but i think it'd be worth it and it's it's definitely a campy show and it's gotten campier the first season was a little yeah for me a little (laughs) slow but it got definitely started to get in its groove and kind of find its own humor and its own camp and make fun of itself well i will say that i've never really watched i've seen some ups during crossovers with other shows, but mm-hmm. I remember seeing there was like a little period of time 
where I would see top TV lists of top shows on. And that was on there. That was around the top of these lists. They had said, you know, it's a CW superhero show, but just saying it found this wacky out there kind of groove as to what they were doing. And it worked. And there are a lot of like critical people, you know, critics really digging this show hmm. saying it's really, really good. So I've never really seen it, but yeah, it's fun. Yeah, you know, it's, it's really like good. they have, it's exactly the type of stuff that yeah, we like. We normally like, yeah, the kind of goofiness, but there's some drama thrown in there. But then, I mean, they go to like the Renaissance Fair. They'll travel. They're time travelers, basically. Right. Which I like. Um, that. I so like time you know, travel, it's all so. over the place, and they uh, have to get into these characters, uh, but they're still themselves. And um, even though the time when the one of the best. It was on the cross. What are the crossovers? But it was when essentially uh, Sarah Lance had to go to um, oh my gosh, Central? No, not Central City. Um, where Supergirl is, mm. and met Alex Danvers, who's also gay. <laughs> um, and they were both kind of like getting over breakups, or like Sarah was single and Alex was kind of getting over a breakup, and they had like a one night stand. Oh, fun like hookup. It was so fun and hilarious and super hot. And I'm like, you know what? I'm really into them. I wish they could. I get it. Like, Sarah's, she's off doing things. And they were cool about it. You know, it was all, it was fun. Um, but I was like, I can't, I can't get it out of my head. I just oh. feel like it's hard for me to, like, really invest in Avalanche because, like, I just wish I hadn't seen that. Oh. She could unsee it because it was, like, really hot to me. And, and it was also funny at the same time because... <laughs> uh alex played it so well she was like kind of like this going through this dramatic time and uh sarah just being who she is was like come on let's just let's just do it you know <laughs> have some fun uh and it was really pretty good so i didn't know that that's what i needed at that time but that's what, what it did it for me so that's great <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now, so watching avalanche you know i've, I've got to get more on board get a little more invested in it uh, but i blame alex danvers on supergirl that's fair uh there was a they made a wine on earth reference a couple uh, yeah. episodes yes. ago right like a, a big, big one. one yeah a really cool one. Because yeah. and there was a Sarah Lance line in Winona yes. in season four, and then everyone's like, "Oh, this is kind of their way of like paying back of like, hey, we see you guys, what's going mm -hmm. on? Yeah, yeah. very and fun, that's awesome. It's so yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. When the line, they're gonna make her watch fifteen seasons of Winona Earp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she's in the future, which means that Winona yeah. Earp got picked oh, up for so cool. eleven more seasons. Aww, I mean, it's clever. Fun. Like it whoever's is. watching yeah. is clearly paying attention. Totally. Yeah. yeah very yeah. cool. Well. So. So good for them. We're very good. happy for congratulations Avalanche. on your engagement. Congratulations. We'll, we should send a gift, right? <laughs> yeah. You know? Where do we send gifts? Is there a PO box or something? I'll look it up. Oh, they time travel. How do you know? Where's in the present? Where? Maybe when? Home base somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> they may not get it for a while. They're in the future right. or the past. So, Damn. good try though. Um. <laughs> well, turning in a whole different direction. <laughs> uh. So Amelia Clark. Most of you probably know her from that show Game of Thrones, an obscure indie show that no one watched. <laughs> I've heard she was that. on that show, though, just FYI. Yeah. Uh, she was also in Solo, the uh, Han Solo origin film. And yeah. uh, spoiler alert, but I hated how her how it ended for her in the end. Well, well, funny you mentioned that, Tara. Go ahead. <laughs> she wanted to continue. <laughs> Amelia Clark. Yeah. As the opposite of me, she took all these notes and did all this, uh, I guess, <laughs> di 
deep diving into her character preparation is yeah that what it's well preparation but this Back was also story. well she had pages of what her life was but also what it would be after and so she really i guess got pretty invested in who this character was and her journey i mean she was han solo's girlfriend okay i would be invested in that i mean not in other parts of my who i am notwithstanding it's han solo and i love him yeah but, you're part um, of that story now so yes uh kind of try to write yourself in as much so, as possible wait how well, do we yeah i'd be like for a little bit there's some ways i could still be with Han. <laughs> um well okay spoiler alert if you saw solo look if you haven't seen it by now you probably don't care um <laughs> kind of you know she's she's han's girlfriend they get separated she's so likable she's like badass i, I actually yeah, really liked her badass. in that movie yeah it's a cool character kind of gets in with a criminal element uh and it's more of because they were in this this planet where they were sort of slaves to this big lizard yeah. lady thing it was weird but <laughs> she was <laughs> trying to get out you yeah. know and she did sure. what and she got yeah. captured actually she got captured when they were trying to escape and the Han got a, got away and the gate shut between them and so he didn't know what happened to her she ends up kind of involved with this crime lord guy with this syndicate whatever yeah and uh but it was a lot of it was just I'm doing what I have to do to survive yeah it was you know oh it was heartbreaking but, but uh, doesn't she kind of betray Solo? Yeah, she does, but she's yeah. doing what she has have to do to survive. Yeah. Do she gotta yeah. do. Because yeah, she do had to do that do. for three years when he got to escape and go do all the little things he was doing, and mm-hmm. she had to stay in that. She was he was working his survive. way to her, but that was his uh, goal, right? To get well, back to her. Right. That was why he went and became a pilot. He was gonna go save her, but, but uh, he didn't have to endure what she endured. Well no, I mean, we're not we're not comparing. She had to do what she had to do, and you know she can't just now just trust him. I I did not win. know, <laughs> Tara, that you were such a hero. No, so. I'm really <laughs> you're an apologist. I was like, God you're damn it! Like, I understand apologist. why she did it, but I was like, oh, fuck! Oh, I hated that. Well, if she got her way. I think she would like to see Kira's story continue. Yeah. And she even says she's got so many notes. She's I've heard nothing of Disney Plus being, <laughs> you know, whatever. Having any ideas? Ooh, so Disney said, maybe Plus, I'll just write so it and send it to them. See, like, <gasps> hey guys, I've got a few ideas. Now they are, aren't they doing a Lando show? They're doing a Lando. Yes. At least at one with point Donald they said they're doing Lando with Donald Glover. It's in development. I don't think I it's tell like you, shooting or anything. I would think that'd be a good opportunity to bring her one, back. Let's have you. Let's have Han come back. Let's have her come back as Kira. I, you know, how but, perfect for the Lando show, where well, you know, where it's right. that same time period and the same characters. Yeah, and definitely. They mention like you know all the cameos of different characters that show up, like Mandalorian, and who knows who we're gonna see in uh, the mm-hmm. Boba Fett's you know show. But I mean, that would they'd have to age her a little bit. I mean, I guess not a you know a little bit uh, if she was in those. But yeah. yeah, the Lando, if they they are actually doing that. Bring her back. She I feel like, look, I liked so I didn't love it, but I liked the casting. I like him as Han and her and Donald Glover as Lando. I would like to see them get a chance to uh, that. That that film was so plagued, but they hired the directors. They didn't like how it was going. Everybody was frustrated. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy fired them, brought in Ron Howard, right. who had to step into something that was already, you know, had already started. Yeah, that's uh, a tough spot to be in. I feel like they deserve a better shake than, you know, what they got. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, so we'll Disney Plus has really uh, opened it up now. Like, there's so yeah. many stories that we can hear and characters that can get their own show now. 
And I don't know about you, Wendy. I've been, you know, I'm tr- I try not to pay attention to these like rumor websites, but <laughs> there, there's some rumbling that Kathleen Kennedy might be on the way out. Really? really? Have you seen any of those rumors? I have not. Yes. So it seems like, I mean, <sighs> again, I'm not, uh, don't want to give give these people any more credit than you know than they deserve. But there, there's a, I've heard mm. it a couple times now from okay, I'm clicking on a link. Like Kennedy might be on her way out, and that that uh, George Lucas himself himself would prefer Dave Filoni. I mean, to be fair, George signed away the company, so I don't know how much his opinion matters. But uh, I feel like with Dave, because Dave's are uh, George has been on set. Um, yeah, he's been around. You see him, you know. On well, the as far stuff. as especially with like Mandalorian and things like that. I mean, I think overall the product. I mean, we've only had Mandalorian so far, so we'll see how it's going. But I feel. I mean, I like Kathleen Kennedy. I do too. But I do feel like she did kind of mishandle the pre the sequels in the sense that they had no plan. Hundred percent. And there's been i mean i like that she took chances on directors and was not scared to fire them but it seems like there were even with rogue one as beautiful as that movie turned out they did have to do and maybe they always do reshoots but then another director kind of come in and reshoot stuff so I think so yeah you know i i like her but um i do like dave filoni and uh and john, john favreau because yeah. i think they're you know they just seem Don to have Favreau it. rumored to replace her. Interesting. They just seem to have uh, a real deep knowledge of the of the the Star Wars universe. I think Kathleen Kennedy is probably amazing at what she does. Yeah, she's at a great the producer. same time, I think Favreau and Filoni or are more tapped into what needs to happen in this genre fandom world Storytelling. of like, what fans expect yeah. as far as details and storytelling and tone. And I think they have a better handle on it. So I agree. Um, I mean, Lucas did you know. choose Kathleen Kennedy. He that's who he wanted to head the company for what that's worth. But I I know I like her, but sometimes it's uh you know time to move on. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. see. I no say shame. justice for Khaleesi. I think, <laughs> I think Khaleesi Tara, are in you any okay? form needs comeuppance. Are you? And I think she needs her own series as whatever character she wants. Huh. Okay. Just you should thoughts. start that hashtag. Hashtag. Luck with Maybe that. I will. Yeah. <laughs> Free crazy. All, right. All right, then. I got something. <laughs> oh, great. I got another list. <laughs> oh, I love a list to tear this apart. This one is from Digital Spy. Called the fifty, the fifty greatest LGBTQ plus characters on TV since Stonewall. There won't be there won't be disagreements about this list. No, this is going to be perfect. This is everyone will agree a hundred percent with this list. Hundred percent wrong. This list. Oh, Oh, right off the bat. I'm not going to read all of them. I'm not going to read all of them here. I'm going to go to the top ten. Smart. I love that. I'm going to go down to the top ten. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Hold on, I'm scrolling. And yeah, got to catch up. We have Santana <laughs> we Lopez. Didn't, we didn't prepare from for this. Glee. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, that seems good. I did All like Santana. Okay, yeah, she she uh, 
she was a character she that was on a show <laughs> for what four she was a character on a tv television <laughs> so show she, that qualifies yes okay she was uh queer and uh she was on the show for four years as a queer character yes right. um, so number nine lafayette reynolds from true blood also on the show for several years i did watch that show okay um and we have pray tell from pose played by billy porter yep not watch that show it's a good show Number seven, Annalise Keating, How to Get Away with Murder, played by Viola Davis. Didn't know that she was queer. I didn't know I... she was supposed to be queer on the show. I watched that show, too, not all of it, but I <laughs> no, watched, apparently not I all watched of it. the first couple seasons that I didn't really like. I wouldn't have thought, oh. like, okay, well, one of many, I wouldn't have thought one of the 50 greatest or top 10 yeah, greatest. I, mean, I, don't know. I, I should know that she's queer, right? For her to be in the top 10. I, right. exactly. I remember hearing should, it. There should be right. no question. Agreed. I feel like it was probably not, I mean, I mean, it was probably part of her character on the show, but it wasn't as much of a driving force as like other shows were, you know, how they it treated even, that. It as, even you know. says Annalise's sexuality was not focused on as a defining right, part of her character. Right. right. I mean, that's Which great. She fine. was, but to we put want her in the top 10 for that. Right. We want characters that like, it's just not part. It doesn't have to be a thing all the time, you know, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But that they moved but, the needle a bit, that they right, got right. some iconic, you know, kind of milestone or something like that. Like it was acknowledged a little bit. Okay. Number <laughs> yeah. six, Richie Tozer and It's a Sin, played by Ali. Everyone's Alexander. favorite. I don't know. I've yeah. never heard <laughs> of To be of fair, show, this sure website I... is British. So maybe this oh, is more of a British shit. slant. Well, maybe AK well, can Okay, tell us. that really gives it a curve. But we have to grade it on the curve then. <laughs> Number five, Jules Vaughn, Euphoria, played by Hunter Schaefer. I haven't heard seen it's, Euphoria. Heard it's great. Heard Euphoria yeah. is actually really good. Huh. Never Four, Sophia Bursette. Orange is the New Black, played by sure. Laverne Cox. Totally. Okay. Okay. Definitely. That definitely. One. I, that's yeah. legit. Then we have yes. Omar Little from The Wire, played by Michael K. Williams. Never okay. saw Never, The Wire. Never so. saw it, but I heard a lot about yeah, that character and how brilliant The Wire apparently yeah. is. Yeah, we should mm-hmm. watch that. Mm-hmm. We should probably watch that. Then number two, Willow, Rosenberg, and Tara McClay. So they both made it as a couple. Which is Buffy interesting. The Vampire Slayer. Yes, very, very interesting when you look at some of the others. Uh, played by Allison Hannigan and Amber yeah, Benson. Some other couples okay, there. yes, I Great. believe they belong in the top ten. Hundred percent. Yep. Number one, Electra Abundance Tour <laughs> from Pose, played by Dominique Jackson. Okay. Well, I feel and like I haven't seen Pose, show. so no, I but... cannot say. All right, that's your top ten. I that's feel like a, a character on the show Pose. Yeah, I could see definitely why they're up there. I just haven't. oh sure again. The- Listen, there's, you know, the the representation of trans characters in the last five years has been astronomical, right? Like it's you go from like almost nothing to so much great representation just on this one show. I get it. Like I, but it, is it the best representation on Pose, or is it the best representation know. in the last five years? I can't. Answer or is that it question. supposed to be <laughs> well? That's the, the best representation since Stonewall. Well, again, I think Pose, and again, I, I don't know these characters as well, but I, a character from Pose being on this top 10 list, I absolutely get. Mm-hmm. It's legit. And I know there's no longevity with the show, Tara. I know that, that upsets <laughs> That's you. That's where I'm going with that. But well, so longevity. I can see, a, I can see, if you give me a top well, 10, here's the I can thing. see I putting Pose on this list. I think there should be some Pose on the top 10. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Well, some of these, I feel like other characters didn't necessarily have longevity, but the show has been around longer, so we've just been aware of them for longer. Like Shane from L Word, number 45. I'm just going to go through a few highlights. 
Oh, Kelly sure. Torres. You mean lowlights because they're ranked so well, they should be highlights because they're ranked so highly on the list, I guess. Yeah. Well, I do love that they put Yorkie and Kelly from Black Mirror because I, at, yeah, oh, which whoa, is whoa, great. Whoa. Which at is number cool. 43. <laughs> oh, Tara well, got there's notes. a lot. Here's the thing there's <laughs> the a lot of really good of Black Mirror that put a totally different spin on. That type yeah, of but there's a lot of I'm looking through and a lot, a lot of these, of course, are male characters, which I don't know as much about uh, Zendaya's character from Euphoria is on here. Mm-hmm. There's um, David Rose, know, uh, from Nicole Schitt's Mains, Creek. her character from At 11. And I thought that Dave uh, that David Rose should have been in the top 10. Hmm. See, that's a fun of list. Everybody thinks again, Euphoria favorite <laughs> Euphoria, I mean, applied, like, but longevity should Tara. Speak. May Martin from Feel Good, literally oh, two, yeah. epi- two tiny episodes, and it just recently came out. She's already up to 31 over people. Xena's 30. Xena barely Zena beat her. Xena is 30. That is ridiculous. And she's not paired with Gabrielle. Well, technically, they never even officially said. Technically, she's not queer. You know, officially on the not show, in they canon. never even. Not in canon. Right, not in canon. Um, uh, I mean, Will Truman's 23. I feel like Will, you know, but I don't know. You get into discussion of. I mean, that's the thing. Right, it's everybody's right. opinion is how how much they... Uh, Gentleman or, Jack. That's cool. Gentleman Jack that. made the list. Yeah. But so I'm going through this list on my own. I'm like, okay, yeah, totally. Um, Enrique Ricky Vasquez from My So-Called Life. Fucking yes. Like, great choice. And I'm getting in the top ten. I'm like, well, where's Way Hot? I okay. don't see. Right. No yeah. Way Hot. See. No I was like, way how hot. are they not on the top 50? Here's a thing, too. Uh, that I've noticed. So we have, I feel like, and I'm just scanning this really quickly. I feel like sure. I saw three characters from Pose, if mm-hmm. I counted right. Yep. At least two. I yeah. saw one character. And at least two from no, Euphoria, I think. No, I think there was one, one higher up okay. from Pose. So I think there's, I think I saw three total from Pose. Okay. I saw one from L Word and one from Queer as Folk, which I feel like Ridiculous. Pose is a very like influential show right now. And it's a very big show, but I feel like for their times, yeah. So it was L Word and so was Queer's Folk. Both very but, iconic. But you shows. get one, uh, it's almost like one token character from each of those shows where Pose has like three people. And I think Euphoria so, got two as yeah. well. So I feel like it is maybe a little slanted to to what's been on more recently. Okay. But way hot. How but do you what, explain what list that? isn't? Right. So, exactly. You know, they should then, be here. Does that, but is that more about us being in like this bubble? Probably. And pe- maybe people outside of again, our very little Erper community don't know about the show. And I love Yorkie and Kelly, like I said. Uh, are they, I don't know. It's just like the criteria that they, they were on you know, one they have episode, little, one episode. But they the were show, really you know? good Yeah, I know. They were in a really good episode. <laughs> but then to disqualify. Oh, yeah. But then to disqualify four seasons. Um, <sighs> yeah. You know, yeah. and, I, and again, it's, I don't know that it's go. It's going for. I mean, longevity in this, I get, but sometimes a character can show up. You know, not as much as there's a lot of short-lived characters as far as their run on a show or whatever that had way more impact than a character who's been on a show for 17 years. That's fair. So I get and, that. Okay, I am very upset about Callie Torres being from Grey's Anatomy. I know I'm a little biased, but Callie Torres, <laughs> a little a Latina out a lesbian uh, on a major network television show that was on the show for 10 fucking years. is going to be at number 44. <laughs> Fuck off. She had oh my a gosh. wife <laughs> and Tara, a baby. The wine glass. No. I'm sorry. It's it's really <laughs> insulting. At least she's on the goddamn list. I, I guess like that? that's true. We should just be thankful for what we get. Isn't that right, Kat? <laughs> 
Hey, it's it's a group of how many people do we think sat in a room and made this list? Uh, three. It, it, their opinion is no more valid than ours. No. It just gives us a fun it's just, little fodder. It's, so. it, it is fun to get mad at people that we'll never meet. <laughs> right. I guarantee you, we type this 50 greatest LGBTQ oh, plus characters, we'll get a been, whole different list. Cowie should have been in the top 20. I'm sorry, because... Uh, the amount of storylines and <laughs> um, here, I mean, I, I'm not saying Cal, I, it's just because her and Arizona, you could even put Cowie and Arizona Robbins together as a freaking couple since they can clearly do that well, on this it. list. That's that's allowed. Unless yeah, you're, think, way, you're way, you're Waverly and, and Nicole. Then I think Willow that. and Tara are the only couple, I think. I'd have uh, to look. Well, but, it was from Black Mirror too. Oh, right. Fair. Okay. My bad. But also, so I'm looking at the Xena, the Xena blurb. So at, you know, under each character, there's someone, someone has written why they think this should be on the list. They don't even mention Lucy Lawless. They don't name drop Lucy. They refer to, uh, they say not only was Xena aware of an, uh, intimate intimate oh that's a word i'm not going to say right now strength and compassion blah 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 uh it was truly more subtext and eventually was confirmed as canon by xena herself she told lesbian news they don't name lucy <laughs> xena told them yeah like <laughs> oh that's not good journalism i don't think wow. i think you're supposed wow. to attribute who who said the quote to the actual actor and not maybe the character <laughs> right <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a journalist, right. clearly, but you know, here's what here's my take on the list. Please. The top ten characters in LGBTQ plus since Stonewall is whatever the top ten are for you that made a difference in your life and that mattered. And if those are your top ten, it doesn't matter what anyone else's top ten. Wendy, you're unless not they're going to give out prizes or medals for participation or something. What are you, Switzerland? That's no. Yes. You're, not, you're not mad that Shoot's not on here? No, because honestly, Shoot was. I mean, it was so compared to some all these other characters. I mean, it was, and that's part of the reason I liked it. It just was on the show. It was right. never talked about. It was never dwelled on. They were busy fighting okay. an apocalypse and found love along the way. That's so, fine. I'm Do you fine know what Callie it. Torres had to go oh, through on Grey's Anatomy? <laughs> a lot of... You know yeah, who Callie Torres is played by? Sarah fucking Ramirez, who has an angelic voice, who is in real life, non -bi <sighs> came out as non-binary, bisexual, and totally pushed, you know, pushing the queer movement forward in every way they possibly can and it's just it's an insult to me personally <laughs> <laughs> well there you go i love lists so much i do love lists too and it, it is fun. fun it was a lot of fun but i also feel like eh, it's an opinion i mean one day we'll do our own list and no you know one what? is allowed to argue with us because <laughs> You know what? I We're guarantee put our fingers in our ears. And go, exactly. la, 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 la. I guarantee you this list was made by people who've never seen Way Hot. That's why they're not there. I Let's can't. I, there's no other, there, there's no other explanation. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure either that or they just, for whatever reason, weren't fans. Cause I mean, there's, I think lists like these are part who the people making the list really, really love and part. Yeah. Okay. Well, these were really, I mean, you know, more obvious kind of like, well, obviously this is, that I'm, yeah. you know these people have to be included these characters so uh well i feel like normally we would just segue right into pride talk <laughs> but we're gonna have a little palate cleanser oh good as part of our new nerd news even though it's as left turn as you can probably get <laughs> maybe but i should have rearranged these <laughs> just, just rest your brain just rest your brain for a second because we're gonna go from top 
you know, 50 queer characters to uh, an old man who broke his shoulder at work. <laughs> an, old, an old white guy. <laughs> an old white dude broke his shoulder at work and is getting workman's comp now. Uh, it's important uh, to know because his name is Harrison Ford and he's my husband. And he's 78 years, years old. The age difference, it's okay with me. Uh, he was rehearsing. When he was filming, he was rehearsing. But he's 112. I think they mistyped and put 78. He's like 112. <laughs> and he hurt his shoulder. And I like how the title is or uh, somewhere. Oh, production on the Disney film will continue. Yeah. What are they just going to stop? Sorry. Exactly. We broke Harrison. We're Forget it. Done. We're not making it. Uh, you know, broke Harrison. Tree, foot, he broke his leg on Force Awakens. Yeah. Didn't the, the Falcon door like the Falcon cl- close on his bit back? His leg? Yeah. <laughs> um. I just wrapped the man in some bubble wrap. <laughs> I know he wants to do his own stunts and stuff. Yeah, maybe he shouldn't be. But keep the man, you know, intact. Protect him. And alive till this is done. <laughs> and then uh, tell him he can go fly his planes and do whatever he wants. Although yeah. he probably shouldn't be doing that either. But <laughs> Harrison, we wish you the best. Get well soon. Speedy Get well, recovery. Harrison. Speedy recovery. Uh, I get it. My arm hurts too. Get back to work. Uh, <laughs> My no, no, we don't. We, we don't want you to hurt yourself, Harrison, because we need we need to redeem the last Indiana Jones. Mm. So uh, I can't end like that. No, we you got to. He's got to. No, he's got to stick we around. We you our best. Um, yeah, get okay, well, back Harrison. Pride. All right, <laughs> mm-ch, 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 pride. <laughs> hey, cat. Uh, before we get into um, yeah actual pride the documentary discussion that we are uh doing for pride yeah tell me uh on this show we went to a uh, tara and i and good friend and friend of snop noe i went to uh what is it Sinespia? Sinespia? Sinespia. according to the people that um, pronounced it last night basically you go sit amongst the dead in a cemetery and watch movies <laughs> hollywood forever the yeah. iconic hollywood forever um, cemetery in hollywood california very it cool. was really cool yeah they showed priscilla queen of the desert which i had seen a long time ago and had no memory till the credits were rolling on the film that oh guy pierce is in this hugo weaving i may have known about terrence stamp i can't remember but when i first saw it i think it was like three random australian guys i never heard of and now it's like ah, this is even more fun i know who they are but it was a really cute movie i'd forgotten how good it was it's uh, a great movie guess who else went with us to this movie tell me ruby rose no okay we didn't see her nor she didn't talk to her. sit directly but... next to us she was, she was there in the crowd. How do you know? Just Look on her posted. Instagram story. She posted oh. it. She did a turnaround, and you can see the lights of the basically the tombs of <laughs> the lit, yes, lit up sure. tombs where we were sitting. You can see them. That's, That's where amazing. we were. There's three colors on them, and oh. yeah. we are there. So, so I mean, I know that you guys looked for her to get a snop exclusive, right? You well, looked she for didn't we didn't post know. it till today. So oh. we didn't know she was there. But I was kinda cause no we had said, you know, sometimes some known yeah. people it, well, come it was to like the a, screen. So I was kinda looking around, but sure. It was a sanctioned LA Pride event. It was sold out. I mean, I've been to some of these events, the Senespia events, when they're not Pride and they're already really oh, they're packed. fun and yeah, yeah packed. So this was extra special. They had the DJ there. They had all the some booths there, extra food, extra. Love you it. Know, they had their new cannabis partner there. Oh, I got uh, contact. Yeah, high. we were right from, by that booth. <laughs> from being okay. in the field. Uh, nice. And thanks Woo. to Noe because uh, she brought all the goods. Of course she did. Oh. She came prepared with 
extra blankets, uh, coolers chairs. and bags. Oh, chairs, wow. I thought you were just going to say snacks. Well, oh, yes, yeah, so full of snacks and alcohol and sushi. Wow. And yeah. Noe knows what's up. Noe's the kind, like, uh, when you go on a cam- camping trip and you don't know what to take and you totally don't bring the right things or enough, <laughs> Noe's the one that's got your back because she thought of everything. That's You're, amazing. She'll be the we only discovered. reason you survive in the yeah. world. Yeah. That's great. I felt so We could have stayed there for <laughs> several days and been fine. <laughs> that's really yeah, cool. It was fun. It was really fun. It, like it was fun. really fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right on. So we technically can say we went to a movie with Ruby Rose. Yes. Yeah. Whether should. we sat by her or not, whether we talked to her or not. No, doesn't matter. We we're all and there I'm watching. I'm sure the there movie. are probably several other celebs probably. there probably. too. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Good times. That's Boy. awesome. All right. Well, that's our second Pride event, officially sanctioned Pride event that uh, some members of SNOP have been to. <laughs> Cat was too, too cool and busy to hang out with us. Yeah. Um, I'm just, uh, I'm in demand. We went to the Dodger game. We went to this. Uh, I mean, great. we are, we are people about town. <laughs> yeah. We are uh, blowing and a going. There's no, they say out on the streets. <laughs> Is that what they say? Uh, cool there's, kids. there's no denying that. You cannot deny that, that you guys are, you know. The world is <laughs> opening up to us. And it's scary. wide. Wow. To let us in. <laughs> To welcome us back. <laughs> I don't know how to segue <laughs> from that. <laughs> well, speaking of, speaking of opening wide. Warm. Oh, dear. Uh, okay. So we, we all watched the Pride documentary. It was produced by, I think it was FX, right? Originally. Um, mm-hmm. You can find it on Hulu if you're in the North American, uh, the great continent of North America. <laughs> um oh. Here's the blurb. It says Pride takes a decade by de- decade look at LGBTQ plus life and the struggle for LGBTQ plus rights starting in the 1950s and carrying through the 2000s with each installment hailing from a different LGBTQ plus filmmaker. So, again, it starts in the 50s. It goes through the 2000s. And it was cool. Each Again, each director, uh, there is one queer sort of iconic director uh, with each episode and they're all very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, some of them I liked more than others, aside from sort of just the content, the way that they were, you know, uh, the style, the pro- the way they were produced. I-, I enjoyed more some more than others. I learned a lot oh, that I didn't same. know before. Um, but no, I thought it was good and, and entertaining. And um, what about you guys? What did you think? Well, uh, I have ahead, to make Tara. a uh, confession. Uh-oh. Oh boy. I did not do the homework this week. What the fuck? <laughs> did you I have did you read a the new cliff child notes? in the house? Cliff notes? His name is Jake. He's a handful, a paw you're, full, full if you will. You're blaming your cute foster dog. Well, and she was temporarily blinded for I was a temporarily days. blinded <laughs> with, with and it's surgery. still hard. That's fair. But look at my eye. Look at it. <laughs> it's hideous. I don't want to. <laughs> All right. Well, then let me tell you, Tara is really good. You should watch it. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm excited to hear y'all talk about it. Well, okay, great. I, I did do the homework and I agree. Like some, and I don't know if it was the way the segment that, you know, the hours 
we're done. It was like mm-hmm. they were all about 40 something minutes. Of course, with, with Hulu, you got like four or five, two minute ads that pop up. Which yes, the same ads over and over again. Yes. <laughs> but they, I could tell they were kind of geared, though, towards what you're watching. Like they had the, oh. the son and his father talking about like the father had come out to the son. And oh. like I was just noticing some nice. of the ads that had like, you know, you know, interracial couples of the same sex doing things with that thing. You know, they had those ads and they're like, hey, put point. that one in the pride doc, right. you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, so they were gearing towards Subtle. the audience they had. But uh, yeah, so I don't know if it was the content or the way it was presented, but I did also have other hours I like better than some. But it yeah. was, yeah, they had different style. I don't, I don't even think I realized till you just said that it was different directors. So mm-hmm. hence, and yeah. they were talking about some of them like you'd have a lot of it was, well, I think like the 50s, they had a couple of things where they had actors portraying the people that they were talking about. Whereas yeah. later on, of course, the people were still alive and interviewed and they were telling their own stories for the most part. Some and, of them. Well, it's funny you mentioned the 50s. That was that I think that was my favorite. The fa- My favorite mm-hmm. episode was the 1950s. It was directed by Tom Kalen, who I have no idea who this person is. Uh, <laughs> but you're right. There were some reenactments uh, featuring, you know, actual known actors and um it, it just it was the the it was stylized in such a way that i could have watched an episode it was like it was, i was watching an episode of a narrative show hmm. and i wish that i could have kept watching it it was just really compelling mm-hmm. um so it was a cool mix of this sort of reenactment style but also and i think the name of the episode is people had parties uh in the 1950s yeah, yeah. uh such great home movies of people in their homes having a good time laughing dancing goofing off just being you know uh everyone had to kind of hide in their you know in their little enclaves their little own communities you couldn't go out to bars because they'd get raided and you'd get arrested so uh just to see people having a good time was so heartening to know that it wasn't just all about fear and anxiety you could actually be around your friends and have a good time and celebrate you know being yourselves uh way back in the 1950s so and maybe that had part of uh that's why i liked it so much to see all those old home movies and stuff but yeah i think 50s as far as stylized was my favorite mm-hmm. um there's also uh, a couple of like t- <laughs> there was something at the time called the lavender scare yeah that's what they called you know the uh, basically the uh, the queer community like they were afraid that <laughs> the gays were going to take over so we were the lavender scare Tara the contagion oh that's boy. right yeah it's a great that's like that's begging my, for I think t- my mom still calls it that oh no no oh that's upsetting and the sixties was a lot about sort of the sort of revolutionary decade and how yeah. kind of a lot of the Riots uprisings. And revolutions. Yes, there you go. Um, I did find that interesting, especially about um, I'm trying to find his name. The uh, guy who was, I had it linked earlier. Um, Are you talking about it's Bayard Rustin? Bayard Rustin. Bayard Rustin. Yes. And how, you know, you, you always hear Martin Luther King with the uh, civil rights movement, but yeah. talking about how this guy who was a gay black man and how much he was responsible for that. They're like, he gave Martin Luther King gave that speech, but without what was his name? Bayard Bayard Rustin. Bayard Rustin kind of getting all that into place, he wouldn't have had that podium 
in that exactly. audience for the speech. And that because he was a gay man, that's why, you know, there's like, if he wasn't gay, how many schools would be named after Baird right now? Exactly. But he was sort of a hidden figure, but he was the one who really set the tone for how they were going to protest and nonviolent. He was very nonviolent, very nonviolent uh, advocate. Yeah. And also interesting how much of like the gay rights movement came from what the black civil rights movement did like as the way 100%. they approached it. And then of course, like mm-hmm. you had other groups kind of spin off, like, you know, you had the group that was trying to like, we're going to be sort of respectful in our protests and not be violent, not, you know, right. dress very conservative, dress conservatively. And there are other groups like, no, no, we're going to, you know, we got to, we got to yeah. do more. This is kind of, it's not take, it's not working or it's taking too long. We need to be more disruptive and totally. Um, and you're right. And so how, this yeah. Bayard Rustin gentleman, he, he was like you said, he was the engineer behind mm-hmm. that civil rights march on Washington. And it seemed like MLK because he, he was not a gay guy was the face of it. Right. And I had never heard of, of Bayard Rustin before. Nor had I. And I, you know, to know that uh, this, this gay black man was the or like orchestrated this huge movement, uh, but was sort of cast aside because of, of his queerness. It's like, yeah, of course, like, you know, uh, how many times, <laughs> how many times has history repeated itself? But yeah, just so much really in, I never, I've never heard of this guy. And you never know. And I feel like you never know too. I mean, he was, I mean, there's, I feel like with a lot of things where there's the face of a movement, there are all sorts of people behind the scenes that, hmm. you know, the ones that do get it together and do the organizing and they almost prefer to just stay out of the, you know the limelight but they're the ones making it all happen so it could have just been like he i mean it probably wasn't probably if he wasn't gay he would have been more known but i you know i feel like there's probably a lot of things through history where you have the face of some something and then the person or people behind that movement that don't ever get as much recognition but the fact that we've never even heard of this guy at least you or i haven't till this documentary exactly you know he was a lot more instrumental in that than people should you know should know um but then again, how the gay rights movement took so much of what they did from, you know, what the civil rights movement did. Absolutely. And that was interesting to me. Um, and then, so uh, I'm just going to mm-hmm. kind of move on here. The 1980s uh, doc, again, it was interesting. A lot of cool uh, home movies, basically, from this one guy named Alex Smith. Um, nope, nope, nope. I was going to say, I think no, his name Sullivan. was like a- Shoot. Oh, darn it. I only have his last name. <laughs> Hold on. It wasn't his name Nelson or first name. Are you talking about the guy that shot like 1,200 hours of footage? Yeah. So is this Sullivan. that one? Although I will say, Kat, I think it was in episode three with the 70s. That's where they did the most lesbian coverage. It was. was that episode three? Yes. And that was directed by uh, Cheryl <laughs> Dunier, who is a iconic black queer filmmaker. And she's actually she. I've worked with her. She's directed. She oh. directs television. So she directed Small Rise. She directed huh. sort of Love Is, which I used to work on. But no, you want to talk about the lesbian, the lesbian centric episode? While I look for that, honestly, I don't remember a whole lot. Of, <laughs> I mean, the coverage. I just remember it. It had. I feel like it had the most as far as I think it. It had its main. Um, it talked a lot about women back then who were making films back in the day of some sort. Um, not, I feel like they were films that you probably wouldn't have seen because it just looked like women kind of 
hanging out. And the, there was a trapeze, and they were naked. And I don't remember. <laughs> what? Yes. Yeah. yeah, it was some just sort what of. What kind uh, of film was this? You'd uh, like it, Tara. Oh, would I? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I watched all these like noted six over the last few days, so I can't remember all the. I just remember, you know what? And honestly, I just watched Sex Life, the first episode oh, of Sarah Shahi's new show. Yeah. I saw a lot of naked that day, so it's kind of all. There's a lot of naked happening. That's very um, fair. Yes, she texted Noe and I, and I think you too, Kat. I and said, "I've seen so many boobs today. I need to like. I need to cleanse my." I think that was actually just you. That I said was it just me? Too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like Wait, I, I thought a it was palate cleanser. Oh, you, I think you said uh, you sent to, to our group message. Well, maybe said, I did. That's right. Uh, right. I, I don't need to see Sarah Shahi have sex ever again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least not for a while. I got to pace myself. On show. <laughs> Mark we'll, that off. We'll get into that later. Yes. It was a lot. Um, uh, but yeah, I think there was a lot about um, you know, and and one of the women they interviewed, I just remember her talking about. Uh, you know, I'm really always bad with the details, but I just remember the thoughts I had or how things made me feel, but uh, <laughs> that not in that way, feel, Wendy. not in that way, but just thinking how like this w- woman who she never actually, maybe it was the next one when the AIDS uh, crisis came up and mm-hmm. how um, it's like, she never saw herself as an activist, but then just got so frustrated with how AIDS was being ignored because it was killing the gay people and how, you know, there were so many yeah. groups were like, Hey, it's getting rid of them all. It's a good thing. And, and how it was Ugh. just being treated in the media and with the government and everything. It's and it just, gay she disease. just got sick of it and started sort of being like ending up being an activist, but she was trying to do things to change things. And there was a, a man later in one of the other episodes, it was the same kind of thing. He was like a, he was a, a black gay man who was sort of learned how to lay low. So mm-hmm. he wouldn't cause any waves and stay out of getting beat up or arrested or whatever. Um, but he married a, once he was married, he came out, uh, married, uh, not married a man because you can do it yet, but was mm-hmm. with another man who was like, I was ready to spend the rest of my life with him. The guy died. He ended up, you mm-hmm. know, going to the hospital then dying. But he's like, I, as no legal rights as a spouse and just a partner. In fact, when he, his partner collapsed, he went over and he started like yelling and calling police and everything. And the police tried to arrest him when they got there because he was right. a black man in a white neighborhood standing really? over a white man on the ground. He's like, no, this is my house. This is my partner. I called um, the police. And yeah. Then, and he wasn't allowed to visit his husband before right. he died in the hospital. And when he, he ended up meeting another man and marrying him because they could. And I think he's one of the first groups, first couples to get married, you know, when like laws started changing in individual states, but in because Massachusetts, of that, right? Massachusetts, Massachusetts mm-hmm. and yeah. And I think he had to go into the hospital for something like my kidney stone or something. I don't remember. It was like nothing to die, that he died from the other, his next husband. But uh, because of that, his frustrations with the lack of rights they had as a couple, an unmarried couple got him. Well, this may have been before they even got married, but that got him becoming an activist. He's like, I'm not an activist. I just try to lay low, but due to the the things I couldn't do yeah. in my own life with my well, partner, these basic rights. I was like, exactly. we need to change things. And how much of a lot of this activism came from, you know, I, you know, I don't know, like back, especially like with Stonewall that started, like they came into, what was it a diner or a club? And they were, cause they would just come in and break them up and arrest everybody. And one night they just said, no, no. we're fighting back. Yep. And it came from frustrations of not being able to do things other people get to do or persecution just because of who you were it's mm-hmm. sprung from 
you know, a comfortable life doesn't lead to protests is what I'm saying. And these, the people that became activists or protesters. Right. You, from, you can right, only, yeah. you can only uh, keep an, a marginalized group of society down for so long before they start to rise up and say, no, fuck you. Mm-hmm. We're not going anywhere. So you have to make room for us. And that's really kind of, you know, it's, 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 it's really, I mean, it's, it's a fascinating documentary. What I love though, is that it's not, it doesn't cover everything. So there is so like, hopefully this kind of, you know, gets you interested in a particular topic or person, and then you'll want to kind of dive into it even more because how could they possibly represent every, you know, gay story and activist in this country? It's impossible. But I mean, this is, this is a great, it's a great watch. And again, like Wendy said, I, I really learned a lot. And you get to know pe- the people behind these um, uh, movements, you know. Yeah. Um, and like even gay history one hundred and one. Like exactly. That's exactly a, a it. Base like a course. You can just exactly. It's get, a nice sort of. It's, yeah. Exactly. It's one hundred and one. It gives you a nice base, and then it even goes up to the. I think the most recent uh, bit of you know uh, uh, news or information is is from last summer's the uh, Black Trans Matters mm-hmm. protest hmm. in New York. I think is uh, that plays a big part in the last episode. So it's all, it's, you know, it's pretty current, but also you learn a lot about people who came before us decades ago and yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. And it shows you a lot about, I mean, there's so many different aspects to the whole gay queer, you know, like, you know, we have our lives and what we experience or deal with. And then you see like the poll, like uh, especially I guess they weren't trans at the time, but they were like the drag queens early on in the day. And right. some of them talking about, you know, this was me and I couldn't get work and I became a sex worker. I don't want to be a sex worker, right? but I had to make money. And that's all I could do. That's right, and they, you won't, you won't hire me. You, you won't, won't hire give, you me. Won't give me a, a secretary too, job or something. Um, and, you know, and just t- the talks of them being, you know, e- you know, uh, either abused or, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like they came from, at least a lot of them from a stable home. Like they just basically had far, far vastly different experiences to start in life or yeah. in life in general than, you know, yeah. probably anybody it's I know. Had so to survive, you know? Yeah. So you just see that other side of things, that whole other life. And, uh, but yeah, it, it, you know, I, you can't cover everything, but no, no way. It definitely, you took, you cover a decade Start. in an hour. Exactly. Right. <laughs> you know, yes. minutes. Right. No. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Terry, you should check it out. I think yeah. that first episode will grab you. It's really just really well done. Cool. I did start. Well, I got all the way through Hacks because I started it before the blindness. You know, I got LASIK uh, this <laughs> week. the blindness. So I don't have to. I don't have to wear my glasses anymore. So oh, good for you. Um, I mean, <laughs> I might not be as nerdy as I once was, mm-hmm. um, but I don't want you guys to think that I'm leaving you behind. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely still super queer. Okay. Super even without the glasses. In other ways, even without the, the glasses. Yeah, the queer was not ever a question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so not I don't want about you guys that. to be intimidated. <laughs> uh, it's just me. Still me he- under here. Okay. You know, there's a cool kid hanging out with the nerds. You know? I don't know like if I Clark like Kent and Superman. You look totally different. I'm now. just saying, right, right. Don't be fooled. I don't know. It's hard to. Do, do you have a pair of glasses that you can just wear? Like take take the I was lenses. Thinking about stuff? it, you know, they yeah. kind of become part of your personality. And I wore contacts quite a bit, but you know, like 
I'm kind of, I kind of miss them, but I'm going to be one of those people that just has empty frames. <laughs> no Please be one of those people. I was going to get some of those years ago when I was like, younger. I and then I thought, this. well, then I thought I have good vision. I want to enjoy not having glasses while I can. And now obviously I have them on. Yeah. I have to wear them all the time. I'm not part of the glasses brigade anymore. Mm, it's okay. It's fine. I hope you still be with my friend. <laughs> mm. Maybe. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Wendy, do you want to rate this docu-series called Pride? Huh. Mm, the rainbow rating. Yeah. Oh, five? Know, one through five. I'll give it a... F- Anytime now. I'm thinking. She's thinking. She's thinking. Listen, cool kid. I mean, I'll give it a... F- I don't, I don't have glasses anymore. I don't have the patience for this. You don't have to think anymore. <laughs> I'll give it a four and a half. Okay. Hmm. Four and a half. I'm That's gonna give it, good. I'm gonna give it a four. Mm, okay. Um, if there was one more episode as good as the '50s episode, I would have. Mm. Uh, I would have. I would have given it the four and a half. Four point seven. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably in there. Like, change mine to four point two five. Go. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. easily swayed, but yeah. So I mean, it was it's the glasses. I feel like it. Yeah. I kind wow. of had up and downs of uh, wow. enjoying I'm impervious it or, to it now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But I mean, it's definitely, if you want to learn something. It's a great watch. Because I, you know, I, I don't know a lot about stuff. No, I can I recommend a show. I can recommend a show. Yes, Tara. Also queer <laughs> for the end of Pride Month here. Yes, please. Hacks. Talk oh, we're going to be talking hacks. Time. We're going to talk about hacks. Yeah, I've finished it. You got to catch up. I finished it as well. Uh, and you, yeah, Kat, so now you're up. You got to, I'm up. It's, it's very good. Look, if in. y'all want to listen to the main characters is queer. Yeah. Yes. It's really great. Jean Smart. I mean, awesome. we literally uh, see her. Another girl that reminds me of Claudia from Warehouse 13. If you watch we really Warehouse only see 13, her you'll know with, when you see uh, it. Two guys on the show, but she is queer. <laughs> yeah, she's bisexual. She's just yeah. broken up with her like long-term yeah. girlfriend. And then she sure, kind of yeah. like has like a, you know, she sees her later. And it's really funny how she, it's a great sh- showing of like two different, totally different generations trying to understand the whole, like, mm. what do you mean that you're bisexual? What do you mean you're the, you know, and trying to explain it mm. in a way. And then it's like, well, okay, honey, too much information. Like, I didn't need to know all that mm. about you. Uh, but it's really funny. Jean Smart. Jean Smart. Let's, let's leave it at that. That's all you need to yeah. know. She is top of her game and she is amazing and it, it's such a good show so right. i'm diving 10 in. episodes they're all fairly 30 to 30 ish minutes 30 30 to 40 yeah, 30-ish. oh 30-ish. even better yeah 30 ish uh yeah it's quick watch i enjoyed every sneaking minute of it but we'll talk more about it yeah, guys there are actually about several about. several gay characters or queer characters on oh. the show Ma- that's true she, that's true yeah did mm-hmm. they make the top 50 list no uh they sure oh, didn't okay are they really queer then <laughs> I can't. Yeah, it's not queer <laughs> enough. We're not here to decide uh, that, guys. How can people find us on the interwebs? Well, mm-hmm. on the Twitter, you mm-hmm. can go to at Snotpodcast with one D. Oh, and on Instagram and Facebook at She Nerds Out Podcast. Oh, that's cool. Uh, you can also go to She Nerds Out dot com and do a whole kinds of kind of crazy stuff there. You can uh, leave us a voicemail so we can hear. Leave your us a drunk voice. voicemail. That'd be great. Drunk. That's like Tara's doing right now. <laughs> Okay, I've had one glass of wine. 
My God. You can, glasses. You, you get can. rid of your glasses and everyone just thinks you're drunk all the time. You can also Ridiculous. buy us some wine. You can buy us a beer. Uh, you can buy some merch. We have Snop merch. You can buy from the website uh, and catch up on all episodes. You can also send us a message or email at sheetnerdsout at gmail.com. Dot com. Dot com. All right. Well, next, uh, I believe next podcast, we're going to look a little into hacks, maybe. I may yeah. give you uh, how much I survived of sex life, how much I could get through for next can't, week. Can't wait. I want graphic details. Oh, my God. No. Um, uh, you know, write some fanfic, actually. No. Oh, that'd be great. There's no fanfic that needs Necessary. to be written. It's all on the show. It's all there. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, until next time, she nerds out. Like dirty things. Dirty things. Very quiet. That was like a wind up. That's what the cool kids, how they say it. Okay. Out. Out. That's enough. Hey, I'm out, girl.